Ready to dive into a germ-fighting adventure? Listen in as I uncover the shocking truth about antibacterial products from soaps to cleaning solutions to mouthwashes. I'll reveal why avoiding them might just be the game changer you need for a healthier, more resilient immune system. Listen in. Does your metabolism suck? Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Do you want off the diet roller coaster? Do you wish there was a simple solution to get you healthier, smaller, and have more energy? Hey friends, I'm Jolene, a nutritional therapy practitioner, wife, furry guardian, and non-bendy yogi. Like you, I spent years chasing skinny instead of healthy until I finally learned there's more to getting healthy than eat less and move more. Welcome to Holistic Health Made Simple, where I share all the tips, tricks, and science to set you free from the diet overwhelm and frustration with the ever-changing health rules. We go beyond the calorie and diet dogma to equip you with simple changes to real food, mindset, and lifestyle. If you are ready to learn to tailor your journey to your current health, implement simple solutions, and achieve undeniable results, then this is the podcast for you. Pop in those headphones, take a deep breath, and let's get healthy. Hey, hey there. Antibacterial products and why you should avoid them. You might be saying, it's cold and flu season, so why are these bad? We want to kill the bacteria and germs that get us sick, don't we? First of all, let's go into the active ingredients that's in most of these products. Triclosan and triclocarban are synthetic chemical compounds. And yes, I may have mispronounced those. Both have been commonly used in various products for their antimicrobial properties. Both are antibacterial and antifungal, so you're still thinking, what's wrong? On the surface, they sound great. They were originally developed to be used in a clinical and surgical setting. In those settings, exposure's short. So for short exposures, they're okay, and they're often needed in a surgery because you don't want germs getting in in those instances. But now that we've introduced these chemicals in our cleaning products, our mouthwashes, and our hand soaps, we're seeing that the long exposure is causing disruptions. And on an interesting note, you have not only natural health practitioners like me, the FDA and CDC, all in agreement of not using these antibacterial soaps and antibacterial household cleaners outside of a clinical setting. This is shocking, I know, because it even shocked me that they were on the same page as me. So let's dive into why they are problematic. We'll start with hygiene products. You see, your skin has its own microbiome. You know, like the colony of gut bacteria inside you, Well, your skin has its own colony on the outside of you all over the place. So does your mouth. We are actually more bacterial than human, with 10 times the number of bacteria cells as human cells. That's good, bad, and ugly. But anything antibacterial or antifungal will be non-discriminate. It will kill the good with the bad. If you remember from the Gut Health 101, we have good and bad bacteria. The good ones are there to keep everything in balance. We need them to stay healthy. Even on our skin, we need them for our overall health. The skin is a very large organ. We need it to be balanced and maintained by the healthy bacteria that live there. Using antibacterial soap will kill the good ones with the bad ones. 
studies have found triclosan in babies as it was passed through the mother's skin into the bloodstream and then onto the baby before it was born. According to scientists, it's not a concerning amount. According to someone in the holistic health field, any amount's somewhat concerning. The only studies we have so far are in animals, and they found triclosan has been linked to a variety of health issues, including thyroid dysfunction, developmental problems, and a weakened immunity. That's why I find any amount in a baby concerning. When it comes to toothpaste and mouthwash, the concerns are very similar. It's killing all the microbiome in the mouth. So you should reserve antibacterial mouthwashes and toothpaste for when you have an infection. That's when they are useful because at that point you have to kill the bad ones. And unfortunately, the good ones go along with it. Your mouth microbiome is the first in digestion before it gets down into the larger gut microbiome. So I'm gonna link this study. It was entitled Antibacterial Mouthwash Blunts Oral Nitrate Reduction and Increases Blood Pressure in the Treated Hypertensive Men and Women. That's the whole title. Basically, antibacterial mouthwash interrupts the nitrate, nitrite, nitric oxide pathways. That's what's causing this increase in blood pressure. Another reason to avoid antibacterial products for your toothpaste and mouthwash is increased blood pressure. Now, it might not be a lot in a healthy person, but any increase is not good, especially when it's caused by something you don't really need. So for soaps, body washes, mouthwashes, toothpaste, all your hygiene products, avoid antibacterial, antifungal, unless you have a serious problem you're trying to correct. Now we're gonna go into antibacterial cleaning products. I can hear your thoughts. You're thinking, those can't be bad, right? Well, they use the same two chemicals, which can end up in our water supply. That's one bad for the environment. But besides that, they pose a problem as most antibacterial cleaners leave a residue. No matter how well you try to rinse it off, that residue remains. And that residue promotes the growth of drug-resistant bacteria. When bacteria populations are continually exposed to triclosan, especially from environmental accumulation, they develop mutations in their ENRs. I'm gonna butcher this, but I will try to explain what they are or the official name is. Enial acyl carrier protein reductase. They do this to survive the exposure. The major public health concerns is that this ENR mutation can also make these bacteria resistant to other antibiotics that are prescribed by doctors. So you think you're doing good by cleaning your areas with these antibacterial substances when you could be creating basically super bugs, drug-resistant bugs that your doctor can't help you rid of. So that's what we're talking about. You know, you think you're doing good, but you're probably doing more harm to your overall health. You're destroying your own microbiome and possibly creating these superbugs. And on top of it all off, to date, there has been no conclusive evidence to suggest household antibacterial soap are an improvement over non-antibacterial soaps. None. In fact, 
A study entitled Effective of Handwashing on Child Health, a Randomized Control Trial, found it didn't matter whether a household used plain or antibacterial soap containing triclocaraban, a compound that we know is closely related to the triclosan and is part of the FDA band, both cut the incidence of childhood pneumonia or diarrhea in half. Let me say that another way. Using regular soap and using antibacterial soap had the exact same outcome. Now let's hop over to a Norwegian study entitled Triclosan Exposure and Allergic Sensitization in Norwegian Children found that the TCS or the triclosan is associated with an increased risk of food allergies. They concluded that it may be because exposure to bacteria actually reduces the risk of an allergy. It allows the immune system to recognize potential allergens as safe rather than overreacting to them. An allergy is an overreaction to an allergen. So we don't want that. We don't want to develop food sensitivities and food allergies. So now you're thinking, well, what the heck am I supposed to do? I don't want to get sick from all this bacteria, but I now don't think I really want to use antibacterial, antifungal, anything unless I'm actually sick. What do I do? For your mouth, avoid all antibacterial mouthwashes and toothpaste. I personally avoid mouthwash at all because if you keep your teeth clean, you don't really get that bad breath, especially if you're sticking to a whole foods diet. Um, there's other issues when it comes to gingivitis and a lot of it is dietary related, but I only use natural toothpaste as well, like Redmond's Real Paste, but there's a bunch out there. Anything with coconut oil can actually help with gingivitis as well because it'll help pull the problem um, bacteria out. Now, as far as your hands and your body, use regular soap without any antibacterial properties added in. For your hands, wash them a minim minimum of 30 seconds and wash often. Now, if you don't know and you don't wanna have a timer when you wash, sing happy birthday, it's about 30 seconds. And it's also helpful to teach a child this because they know the words and they can sing and wash their hands and get to that 30 seconds. If you're out and about, avoid touching your face unless you have just cleaned your hands. And for your body, remember, our sensitive areas have mucous membranes that nothing antibacterial should ever touch because they have their own microbiome as well. So it comes down to basic hygiene. Wash your hands, wash them often, wash your body with regular soap, wash it daily, and you should be a-okay. The way that soap works is it actually sticks to the germs, washes it away without killing anything good. Now, as we get into the household products, you might be very concerned. There are many natural products on the market that will do the job well, but I know some of you don't feel like they clean very well or they're not a cleaner you used to. After you use one of these products, like a natural product, Wipe over the area with alcohol. It will kill the germs and bacteria on your household surfaces and then quickly dissipates so there's no residue. Unlike antibacterial things that leave the residue, alcohol kind of cleans it all away, kills everything, and there's nothing left for anybody to build a resistance to, specifically the bacteria. Bleach would be the next one I want to touch base on. It is a harsh chemical. It requires careful use, especially around children and pets. 
I always suggest cleaning with one of the natural products or soap, you know, that all works. Clean it all up. Then while you're cleaning, dilute your bleach by mixing bleach and water, one part bleach to 10 parts water. And then let that solution sit about 10 minutes and it does its chemical reaction thing so that it's kind of combined together a little bit better. When using bleach, always wear rubber gloves, use an old rag, wipe down the surfaces you've already cleaned, and it's used as a disinfectant. It should not be used as a cleaner. So diluted bleach is a good option if you're comfortable using it around your family. Something that I personally have been researching and I just got was a steam cleaner. And I love it, by the way. We found it on Amazon in a damaged box, so it was at a really good discount because I got one with a big um, water container so that I wouldn't have to keep refilling it. But steam cleaners are said to be the ultimate tool for cleaning and disinfecting. Why? Well, the heat that the steam generates kills 99.99% of the bacteria, molds, and viruses upon contact. It can also eliminate dust mites and other allergens. And a big plus for steam cleaners is that they're safe for your entire family and for the environment because steam cleaners only require water and heat and they naturally clean your home. And you can say goodbye to buying all sorts of chemicals or cleaners because you don't really need them with a steam cleaner. Now, does that mean I'm getting rid of all of my cleaners? No, for a quick clean of the sink, I'm still gonna use my normal natural cleaner to clean it out and wipe up stuff but the steam cleaner is my primary way to deep clean or clean well everything. I know a lot of you use vinegar. It was my tried and true to go to for my floors forever. It also to clean windows, everything. The thing is with vinegar, it doesn't actually kill any kind of pathogens. So if you use it regularly as your natural cleaner, that's great. And if you wanna go over everything, especially if someone's sick, Go over it with alcohol to kill the actual germs. Or like, let's say you've cooked with chicken and you want to clean up any pathogens like the juice might have left on your counter. S clean it with vinegar or clean it with soap or both and then wipe it down with alcohol. That will kill whatever that chicken might have left. If you found this podcast helpful, could you take 30 seconds and leave a review? Your feedback means the world to me and it also helps others discover my show. I also would love to know, are you ready to give up those antibacterial soaps and cleaners to get yourself healthier? It's time to step up your game and think beyond food. Start thinking of everything your body is exposed to. Making some simple changes like I suggested above can take you further than you know. Your body's all connected, the outside, the inside, and your environment. It's time to take care of the whole you. On that note, friends, I will see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening in today. I hope you've got some nuggets to take away on your health journey. Remember, this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes. No medical advice is being given. By listening to this podcast, you agree to the full disclaimer, which is linked in the show notes. You can stay connected to me by joining the newsletter at holistichealthmadesimple.com where I share additional tips and tricks weekly. Once again, thank you for being a part of my community and until next time, have a blessed day.